0: At times in the good times, you don't feel alone. You feel loved, and praise you at all times because you are always good. You never let us down. You never forsake us. Thank you, Father. Today, we just come thanking you for this day that you've given us, for this opportunity to be to be here, to praise you, to worship you, and we ask that everything we do in this moment, Father, can be for your glory, for your honor, Father. You can receive all glory because you're the only one that is worthy and day after day father i pray that each one of us can say lord it's because of you that i'm here that we can always turn to you father and do as this song says to do that every breath that i am able i will sing of your goodness father i will sing of your goodness god because you are the one that is worthy in jesus name we pray amen Hey guys, God bless y'all. How y'all doing today? Can I? Uh, thank you. Oh, if you don't know, um, I'm a stranger. My name is Luis, um, and it's been a while since I've been here, but I'm glad to be here today with y'all. It's kind of a crazy. Um, Year that this has been, it's almost over. Can't really um, describe all the things that have happened, right? It's so many. Uh, I'm just thankful to God for letting us be here again. Um, today, uh, I want to talk about a subject that I think we can all kind of relate to in a certain way or shape or form. I remember when I was in like fifth grade, this subject affected the surroundings around me a lot um so um how many of y'all like real things like authentic things like purses watches diamonds i don't know you name it shoes right i remember in fifth grade or elementary school but man your shoes are fake i had walmart shoes so they were fake i don't know (laughs) But but somebody pulled up with Jordans or with Nikes and like, oh snaps are they real are they real and they were like check them be like oh yeah they yeah, they're real and be like nah here's a fake and it, it was like something that was very important to our um, to that age and time right of my life or for the people around me. Someone pull up some things real quick oh snaps whoa um, and we're gonna pull up some some images and uh, of things that. Think, oh, I got the real stuff, like, who has AirPods? What if they told you, like, your AirPods are fake, dude? Like, nah, I bought them from Apple, they're real. Right. Or, or, yeah, like, people, like, distinguish what's fake and what's real. I, I, like, look at Marketplace a lot, like, to look for things that I need on Facebook. And then they'll be like, oh, real iPad AirPods. And then, like, somebody will put, like, nah, they're fake, blah, blah, blah. I got scammed. Okay, um, how many of y'all like uh, girls like um, um, some? And so yeah, those are another AirPods. You know, like some things like we can tell like, man, this is like really like I don't know. It might be real, it might be fake. Then there's other things that are like all right, man, then no, that's that's fake, like not even close, right? And then there's other things like shoes. I know like the, the some shoes that were popular were like Yeezys, right? Uh, I think they're like Kanye West edition, Adidas, I don't know, something like that. But a lot of fake ones came out too, so people could be like, oh yeah, I got my new Yeezys for like 200 bucks less than yours, but they were fake. That, that would suck, right? And I've also seen like videos that this kid goes into like, uh, teacher's classrooms with a diamond tester to check if it's real or fake. And he like, he's like, hey, miss, can I check your diamonds? And then he checks them, and sometimes they're fake, and they get, like, upset. They're calling their husband, what? You gave me class? And then, you know, it's, like, really funny. But um, we like real things, right? We like things that are authentic. So God, what he asks of us is to be real, to be authentic as well, right? Um, I don't know about y'all, but... Sometimes there's in life that we find people that we can tell are kind of fake, right? Like, nah, this guy's not really. He doesn't really like me. He just says hi because he has to or because he sees me. But reality, he doesn't want to say hi. Like, don't say hi, right? We don't like fake things. So we can distinguish, right, when something is fake, like Yeezys or whatever the item may be. Yeah, you know, people that are like experts. They, they're like oh see this this measurement it's not the the correct one it's supposed to be like this or i can't tell the difference i see the same color too i'm colorblind uh, <laughs> but but um you know pe- people are like very like tedious with things and they're like oh this is why they're fake and they study them a lot right so we can distinguish items or material things that are fake or that are real and we have that capability like And we like to distinguish that because we want the things that are real, correct? So, let's put this in a biblical perspective now. As Christians, or followers of God, can we distinguish ourselves whether we're real or fake? Whether we're authentically following Christ, or whether we're just doing it for show? You know, like... Sometimes there's AirPods that look real, they, they, I mean, you put them side by side, they look the same, but when you listen to them, it's like, nah, this ain't real, right? The inside is not what it shows on the outside, right? So sometimes we put on a mask, we're like, oh yeah, I'm going to church, let me put my little holy mask on, oh, hi, brother, how you doing, God bless you, and we say hi to everybody, and we're like, yeah, praise God, glory to God, amen, hallelujah, and in reality, when we look at our inside, it's full of trash, right? It's full of the things of this world. It's not full of the things of God. So right now, we're going to come, uh, we're going to kind of read in Scripture what God asks from us. What it is that God wants us to bring to Him. What makes us authentic. What, what distinguishes us from being fake to real, right? Well, let's, let's see what the Word talks to us about. If we can go to Micah. Micaías, 6, Micaías, my bad, 6, 8, 6, 8. You got it up there? Nice. So it says, Know, O people, that the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what He requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. To walk humbly with our God, right? To do what is right, To love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. I think in another version it says to love kindness. Right? So, I don't know if y'all know the fruit of the Spirit. You know the fruit of the Spirit, Waldo? You know the fruit of the Spirit? The nine things of the fruit of the Spirit. Some? Nicky, you know them? Can you say them? Uh, Gozo, paz, paciencia, benignidad, bondad, fe, mansedumbre templanza gozo I think, I think that's it right gozo so there's nine things of the spirit and it kind of like whenever we have the spirit the holy spirit dwelling within us then we kind of portray these things right and it says no oh people this is what God asks for us do what is right to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God right so I want to go to another verse Uh, If we can go to Colossians 3, verse 1 through 17. It's kind of long. I'm sorry. I apologize. Do you have that one ready? Yeah? Cool, cool, cool. So Colossians 3, 1 through 17. Here's what God is calling us, right? He says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand, Think about the right things of heaven, about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality. I forgot the rest. What is it? Here, let me Okay, with sexual immorality, uh, impurities, lust, and evil desires, do don't be greedy. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of this sin, these sins, the anger of God is coming. Right. So the wrath of God is coming. We know that, right? We see it in our everyday lives. We we see God letting things happen in this world that I think whenever God created the world, He would, didn't meant to happen, but whenever sin came in it was corrupted right and then we were not protected anymore by the from the wrath of god right because the bible shows us that the, the result of sin right or what sin leads to is death right so whenever there's death and all the bad things nasty things that are happening in this world it's not because it was the, the will of god for it to be that way it's because sin came in it corrupted what god made perfect and now we have the result of the things that are happening around us today, right? So God makes a promise that He's coming back, right? That He's going to make everything new. That He, he sent His Son to save us so that that connection that we had lost with God that was broken because of sin has been reformed through Christ, right? So now we can get, draw close to God again through Christ. But it's not just about saying, Oh, yeah, I'm saved. Uh, I receive you, Lord and Savior. But it's about, the Bible shows us, it's not just about that, but actual living and pursuing what God asks from us, right? Living a a life that sets us apart, like this is telling us, to um, put to death the things of this world, right? What are the things of this world? It tells us right there, right? Um, Sexual immoralities, where where is it at, where is it at, where is it at? Lust, um... Evil desires, can you read it? Uh, morality, lust, and evil desires. Evil desires, right? Those are things in this world. There's more, right? Yeah. Like lying, deceiving, things like that. They're also bad, right? And the the Bible shows us that, you know, even though sometimes we can put a good face on and we can act Christian, we can say the right things, do the right things, if our heart is not changed, if we're not authentically living that life in our own way, like on our own with Christ, then God sees it, right? Shows. The Bible says, if we can turn to um, uh, Luke 6.43. It says, a good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. You can't plant an apple tree and expect oranges. Right? You cannot plant some grapes and expect tomatoes. It doesn't work that way. What you plant, what you sow, is what you're gonna reap, right? It's what's gonna come out of earth. So if we, you know, in church, we put on that good face and we act a certain way, outside we act like ourselves, right? We start being who we truly are. We take off that holy mask, we take off that. Christian mask, and we start being who we truly are. We start showing things, and then we can start seeing what starts happening around us is fruits of what we really are, right? So, quick self-examination, real quick. Like, if I were to think about myself, am I authentic? Or am I fake? Am I like really following God to follow God because I really want to be with Him? I'm really thankful. I'm really grateful for what He did. I love him. You know, If all the things that we sing, I love you, God. Uh, You're so good. and we really believe it, we should show it, right? So, is my being, whenever I'm with people, do I draw them closer to God? Or do I kind of push them away from God? Are they like, oh, dang, like, he's different. He's Christian. Or are they like, eh, what the heck? He's Christian. He acts the same way as I do. Why do I need to go to church? Right? Or maybe when you talk to your church friends, do, do they um, look for God more because they, they want to be like you. They're like, hey man, this, this guy, you know, he's blessed. Um, God is using him in a great way. I want to get closer to him. I want to do more of what he's doing. Do they follow in those steps or do they be like, man, yeah, I knew, I knew those people were fake. And you know, y'all start talking about things that aren't edifying, but instead they hurt you more, right? That's when we can check our authenticity. Like for instance, A leader in church. You can see their fruits by the church growing. Right? That's good fruits. The church starts dying off. Less members, less people. The old faces I used to see, you don't see anymore. It's not a sign of good fruits. Correct? It's a sign of bad fruits. You're pushing people away from God. People aren't drawing closer to God. They're falling farther from Him. So, being authentic is something God wants. Um, and something that I want to focus on the most today is brotherly love, right? If we can go to John thirteen thirty four to 35. So it says, so now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove the world that you are my disciples, your love for one another. So, um, I know there's a verse in the Bible that says, uh, they ask Jesus, his disciples ask him, how many times should I forgive my brother, right? When a brother sins against me, when he does me wrong, how many times should I forgive him? And what does Jesus say? Y'all know this. 70 times 7, right? 70 veces 7. That's like 490, but we're not talking about numbers right now. So, so it's like, It's a lot of times, and I know we're not going to keep counting, like, all right, I did it one, two, three, four, five. Okay, I'm at 100 times. Dang, I don't know if I can do it 390 more times, right? We're not going to do that, but pretty much what Jesus is explaining because back then it's all like, you should forgive your brother seven times. The law was forgive him seven times, and after that, all right, he's not your brother anymore. Like, disown him, right? But Jesus is teaching something new. It's by grace now. We're living by the love of God, by the grace that he's had upon us, so now we got to reflect that grace to others, right? So he's saying... Don't forgive them seven times. Forgive them seven times 70, 490 times. Nobody's going to count each time that they forgive it, brother. But what he's saying is forgive them an amount of times that is never ending. Forgive them as I have forgiven you, right? Who in here can say, you know what? I went a whole day without sinning. Please raise your hand. Nobody. I'm pretty sure if I went in there where there's like thousands of people and asked them the same thing nobody could raise their hand and be honest right because we sin against God every day multiple times in a day right and then we ask him like God please forgive me whenever we pray for our food or when we pray before we go to sleep or when we wake up I don't know when you pray if you pray but we pray and we ask him for forgiveness right every day how many days is there in a year? 365, right? On the leap year. No, not unless it's a leap year. But, but 365 days, we for, we sin against God. How many years have you lived on this earth? I don't know. But just multiply that by 365, and that's how many times God has forgiven you. That's way past 490, right? So God gives us this grace, right? This love, this mercy. He shows it towards us every time. And he says, no matter what you do, right? You're a murderer. You, you um did despicable things that you're ashamed of, I don't care. Just come to me. I'm ready with wide open arms to receive you. I don't care what your sin was. If it was lust, if you cheated on your wife, if you cheated on your girlfriend, I don't know. I mean, right? Whatever your sin was, I don't care. Come to me. I'm here for you. Right? That's what God shows us. If you sin against your parents, against your family, it doesn't matter. There's nothing that's greater than God's love. No sin that is greater than God's love. Right? Right? That's why it says whenever he died on that cross, he died for all of our iniquities. He already knew what you were going to do. He already knew what I was going to do. Right? I'm the greatest of the sinners here probably. And it's like Paul said, I'm the greatest of the sinners. Because even though um, people can be at a certain position in a church, that doesn't mean they're holy. They're as human as anybody else. They have as evil thoughts as anybody else if not more. And we're sinful. Right? We're humans. Until our redemption comes and we receive our glorified bodies, we're still going to continue being sinful. So God is very merciful towards us. And now he's calling us to be merciful towards each other. Right? No matter what we do to one another. So let's say Waldo calls me ugly. I'm picking on Waldo because he can take it. But Waldo calls me ugly. And, you know, maybe I can be like, man, he calls me ugly. Which I am. But let's say he calls me ugly. And I'm like, dang it. I'm upset. What does the Bible show me to do? Forgive him, right? So I'm like, you know what, Waldo? You call me ugly. hurt my feelings. I wanted to punch you in the face. But the Bible tells me to forgive you, so I forgive you. Right? I don't know. It could. Be, that's a minor thing. Let's say um, Luis Sanchez steals Waldo's girl. I don't know. Right? Something like that. And now Waldo's all like, nah, bro, you went too far. <laughs> <laughs> and... And now he's hurt, right? What does the Bible show him to do? Forgive him, forgive him right? Um, I have an earthly brother, a blood-related brother. He's older than me, and he's very impulsive. One time he wanted to beat me up, kick me out of his house, right? What was I supposed to do? Beat him up too? Nah. The Bible shows me to forgive him, right? And it's something that can be hard to do whenever we're in that moment, right? We're in that moment where human, we're men, and they push you, and you want to push him back or do something right but that's not what the bible is telling us to do you know they beat jesus up so bad they used to spit on his face whenever they were going to crucify him they slapped him across the face they spit in his face they put a thorn and crown of thorns into his head right it's not just like oh here you go it was like in there like bleeding blood and it was it was something that was painful and he was a man right just like me and you so he he probably maybe felt like oh but then he was like no I'm doing this for them. And then he felt pity. He felt sorry. He was like, God, please forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. So God sh- shows us his love day by day. Jesus showed us his love, and he continues showing it, because, I don't know, sometimes I sin, and I'm like, man, I don't think God's going to forgive me for this one. Like, sometimes we sin in a way that we're like, I'm ashamed to come before God, because he knows what I did, right? Because, you, you know, like, even though your parents don't know, even other people that you like, care about don't know, What you do, God does know. So when we try to hide it from him, we're just tricking ourselves. We're relying to ourselves like we can actually hide something from God. You can't close the door and then God's not going to see you. Like, oh man, where'd he go? Nah, God can see you at all times. So when you sin, when you do something, God already knows. It's kind of like, I don't know if you have had like a sibling or a parent or I don't know. Somebody lied to you like in your face, right? It's all like, Hey, who ate my I don't know milkshake from the fridge? I just bought that yesterday. I wanted it today. And you're like, did you eat it? Nah. I'm like, did you eat it? Nah. Nobody ate it. Who the heck? Like, where'd it go? Right? And then like sometimes there's that one sibling that likes to eat a lot. You're like, I know you did it. You, you ate it, right? They're like, no. You're like, I know you did it. Just tell me you did it. I didn't do it. I'm like, dude, I know you did it. Just tell me you did it, right? And we get upset because they're like, nah, I didn't do it. And you know they're lying. And then you're upset because you're like, what? Why do we do that to God? We don't like when people do that to us. Why do we do that to God? God's not like, I saw you. I know what you did. Just tell me. Come tell me. But we try to hide it. We're like, no, I didn't do it. We're that sibling. We're that little kid. It's like, no, I didn't do it. All right? But the Bible shows us that we can come near him with knowing that Christ paid so that in that, cr- in that cross, so that we can come um, knowing that we don't have to be afraid of God's wrath. Because Jesus paid that price for us, right? So now we can come before him without being afraid. Without being like, oh, God's going to strike me down right now. No, he's not. Because he loves us. When he died on that cross, he, he died knowing your name, knowing what you were going to do, and loving you. That's his way of showing our, his love. So how do we show this brotherly love, this authentic love for one another? How can we show a love if we don't know it? We can't, right? So first, we got to know God's love in order to show it to the rest, right? You got to actually believe God's love and know it and feel it in your heart so that you can show it to somebody else. Um, I want to go to, where was it at? I have it in my phone, excuse me. If you can go to Luke twenty two verse fifty four. I know I didn't send you this one, but this is what it oh man, I have it in Spanish. I'm sorry. Let me go to English real quick. Luke twenty two fifty four. So at this point they had captured Jesus, right? They were gonna crucify him, they send him to a place where they were gonna beat him to prepare him for to then be um Hung on the cross, right? So, then they seized him, led him away, and brought him to the house of the high priest. And Peter was following at a safe distance. After they had kindled a fire in the middle of the country yard and had sat down together, Peter sat down among them. And a servant girl, seeing him, as he sat down in a fright light, looking intently at him, said, said, This man was with him too. But Peter denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A little later, somebody else saw him and said, You are one of them too. But Peter said, Man, I am not. After about an hour had passed, another man began to insist. This man was with him, for he is Galilean too. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. Immediately while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. So if you know the story, Jesus um asked Peter if he loves him. And Peter's all like, and Lord, you know I love you. And then Jesus is all like, Before the crow before the rooster crows twice, right? You will deny me three times. So this is whenever it happens, right? People recognize Peter, they recognize him being with Christ. And then he denies him, right? Because he knows if he accepted, yeah, yeah, I was with him, they were going to crucify him too, right? So one thing I want to like, kind of bring to perspective is, how did they recognize Peter, that he was with him, right? They probably saw him. But another thing is that, if we pay attention closely to this, right? Whenever Jesus went to Peter, went to all his disciples and called him, how long did they follow him for? Do you know? How long, How much time did Jesus' disciples follow him for? Anybody? Three and a half years, right? That's how long his ministry. Tres años, right? They were with him three years. So I don't know if you spent like a lot of time. Like they were with him day and night, right? From when they woke up to when they went to sleep, every day they were with Jesus. Have you ever spent time with like people like a lot? you kind of start developing things that they do, right? Like I, I, I have a friend, well, when I was in high school, I had a friend, he used to always say, Mangos. Well, out of nowhere, I noticed myself saying, Mangos. And I was like, what? Where did that come from? But just, oh, Beto does it, so now I'm doing it too, right? When we spend a lot of time with people, we start doing it. You spend enough time with the Vargas, you're going to be like, right? Yeah. Right? Do that, you're going to be like, all the little things that they do, the, um, you're going to spend enough time with them, you're going to start doing them yourself, right? You spend enough time with Waldo, you're going to be like Charlie, right? Everybody, each one of us has certain things that we do, mannerisms, right? Things, the way that we talk, the things, how we move our hands, our heads, you know, we have that. And when you spend a lot of time with a person, you start developing those things as well on yourself, Right, You start kind of turning into that person, like, yeah, marry each other. So I have a feeling, or we can see, that not only did people recognize him by, oh, yeah, he was, I remember him. But he, was, I'm pretty sure his disciples talked like Jesus. You know, they would listen to his teachings day and night, from sunrise to sundown. They would be listening to him. They were with him at all times for three years. Imagine spending three years with, like, okay, like, I know I've done it for years like in the Vargas family like many years but just imagine with like a stranger there's like hey come follow me and then you start just being with him from day night to sunset like you're going to start being and acting like that person right and that's that's what his disciples were they were they were turning into Jesus or they were mirroring Jesus because they were so much time spent with him, right? They have so much spent, spent, ugh, spent so much time with him. So now they were being recognized, like, oh man, you you sound like Jesus. You kind of like talk like, you kind of walk like him. I know you were with him, right? So now we have to come to this conclusion, right? If Jesus is calling us to show of his love to each other, right, an authentic love, not something masked. Not something like, "Hey, how you doing? God bless you." Like, did I want to say God bless you to you right now? No, it was fake, right? It's like something where you actually care for a person, right? That's what Jesus calls us to do for one another—to actually like care about each other, to actually see each other with eyes of love. Like, hey, man, if this if it was like this guy was in danger, I put my life on the line. He says, being loving them like I loved you, right? Um hermano Vargas likes to talk about the two new commandments that Jesus gave us, right? The first one is which is the first one? Ama al Señor tu Dios con todo tu corazón, con toda tu mente, con todas tus fuerzas y con toda tu alma y a tu prójimo como a ti mismo. Right? Loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Um if if we see let let's say you love yourself, right? I, I think most of us love ourselves. Sometimes I hate myself. Like, how'd you do that, Luis? I don't know. But whenever we do love ourselves, right, we want the best for ourselves, right? We go to a store, be like, hey, this looks nice, let me get it for myself. Or, hey, you know, I'm hungry, so let me give, me, give myself something to eat. Or I'm feeling sad right now, let me listen to some sad music because be like, I don't know what you do, right? But whenever we love people, like ourselves, right? The way that Jesus has loved us. We're going to be there for the needs. There are times of needs. There are times when they need somebody there or whatever, right? At all times, they can come up to you and you have, like, from what Jesus is telling us is to show them that authentic love that he showed to us, to that person, right? doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if you know him or not because he's your neighbor. At that time when he's next to you, when he's talking to you, that's your neighbor, right? So right now, my neighbor is all of y'all. So I got to love y'all. The Bible's telling me to love y'all. Not only that, but I know God's love, so I need to portray that to y'all, right? Now, are we always at that level? No. Sometimes we're selfish, right? And we're like, I don't like them. They did me wrong. Right? But that's not what Jesus is telling you. I don't care if they did you wrong. I did you right. And because of my love, you're going to love them. Right? So, whenever... Um, we can develop that love. It, it gives fruit, right? It's part of the fruits. A good tree cannot give bad fruits and a bad tree cannot give good fruits. So whenever we're asking God, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to show that authentic love or that being authentic, right? Sometimes we're fake ourselves. I know sometimes I catch myself being fake. I'm like, hey man, this ain't, this ain't right. Don't do that. Right We put on a face, we put on a mask, we're upset, and we we like to just mask it and just like continue doing what we're doing, which in reality what we should be doing is you know, I need to stop, I need to pray, I need to ask God to take this away from me because i ne- I can't be doing things like this, right? Uh, I work as an electrician right now, and um sometimes you know they put pressure on us, like hey. Necesito que termine ese trabajo hoy porque blah blah blah. right? So you're like, dang, I got to hurry up. And then you got like workers that are helping you out. They're like, they're not really feeling like working that day, right? So you're like trying to rush and they're like, nah, dude, I ain't doing nothing today. So then you're like, oh, come on, dude, we got to finish it today, right? So sometimes you as a person can get stressed, right? It happens to me, I get stressed and I want to hurry up. What happens when you hurry up and you're stressed? You mess up. You mess up. You start doing things in a bad way so things turn out bad. They don't turn out how they're supposed to. And then you get more frustrated and then they turn out even worse and then it just keeps a continuous cycle of you being more frustrated, you being more stressed and it's just piling up, piling up, piling up. And then you get home and then something happens and you just explode, right? You take it out on people that don't even have anything to do with it. What God is calling us to do is to stop Right? And to be like, God, you know what? Right now, I feel like this. Take it away. Like, I don't need to feel like this. You paid for me to not be like this, so just here. I give it all to you because I don't want to handle it all. You know, and sometimes we think that there's things that are too small for me to pray about. Like, I shouldn't be praying about this. God's got other stuff to worry about. Right? Pastor was talking about this um, on, what's today? Friday, right? Where he said, what is big for God? Can you all name one thing that is big for God? No, right? So it's like, sometimes we think that our big problems for us, are big problems for God, but in reality, they're nothing to God, right? We think, oh, you know what, like this one's a lot... Like, my mom has got cancer, or I don't know. Um, my dad got COVID, and he's in the hospital, and he's about to die. We feel like that's a big problem for God, but in reality, it's not, right? And so it's a small problem for God. So whenever we get, like, a small problem for us, we think it's not even worth praying about it, right? Whenever you feel stressed out, and you're like, no, I can worry about this myself, no, you can't. You're going to build it up. You're going to deal with it in a way that's not, convenient for the people around you not convenient for yourself just imagine a person that never gets stressed out that's always able to love the people around them right like they're getting like told like hey bro you need to hurry up blah 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 it's like i'm gonna do my best you know whatever and then like his workers are like hey bro like why are you making this rush like i know y'all doing your job like he just relax right they're gonna love him "Ah, best boss ever yeah Right, they're going to want to work with that person. They're going to want to be around that person. They're going to, then you can approach them, right? Being that person, you can approach them like, hey, man. Um, like if they approach you, like, how are you so calm all the time? Like they're talking all this stuff to you. Like how are you calm? Then you can be like, well, you know what? Whenever I feel stressed, I lay my things down on Christ. He takes that away, so I feel good. I don't feel all that stress. Yeah, I'm hurrying up to try to get the job done. But if I can't get it done, I can't get it done. That's it. Right? Sometimes we put in ourselves more things than what we can handle. And it's not that they're putting it on us, but we put it on ourselves. Oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this. Like, my niece, I'm kind of like her dad right now, Yvette, I don't know if you have seen a little dark chubby girl. No. <laughs> no. Um, the other day, she's like, Luis, es que no puedo. Like, she's like, es que tengo que ir para allá preguntarle y si dice que no, tengo que regresar. Like, what? How's that, girl? You lazy. Like, just go do it. And they say no. It's okay. Just come back, right? So she was like, not even doing anything yet. She was like, but what if they say no? And I feel like sometimes I'm, that's me. Like, what if I? Nah. Like, we're, like, we don't even do anything. We're just stressing ourselves out. Like, we're just putting things in our heads, and it's just like ah, ah and we're like oh, oh oh like this is so heavy. And in reality, we got nothing on ourselves. Right? It was just like us tricking ourselves that. So, for me, like, sometimes she tells me things, I'm like, calm down, here, let's do this together, and then we do it together, and she's like, oh, thank you, Luis, right? I think, like, God sees us that the same way, like, like, I see my knees, my right? Sometimes she thinks things are impossible, like, oh, no, there's no way she's going to be able to do that. Like, for her, it's difficult right now, because she's transitioning from going to school in Mexico, so all she knows is Spanish, she knows how to read, write in Spanish, count numbers, do math in Spanish, in English, it's hard for her. It's difficult, right? So she's in that transition, and she's a fast learner, but she thinks she's like, no, nah, I can't do this, Luis. Like, no, no puedo, es que no puedo. She starts crying. I'm like, girl, you can't do it. Like, then we break it down, we start doing it, and she can do it. But that's us. Sometimes we see this huge mountain, right? Because we're standing next to it, and we think it's huge and gigantic. We're never going to get around it. But God is all like, here, let me show you. There's a little path this way. And you just walk like this, and that's it. And we try to take things upon ourselves, and that's what messes us up, right? Um, So, whenever we walk more with God, when we start being more with Him, right? Uh, I think the first verse that we read, which was um, Micah 6, 8. Can you go to it real quick? At the end it says, and to walk humbly with your God. What does humbly mean? Being humble, what's, what's that? Does anybody know? Que es humil- ser humilde? Ah. You got it? Can you understand? To, no, to, to not think that you're better than others, hermano. Que ser humilde. Mm. No creerse más que los demás. So it's believing that we're all sons and daughters of Christ, right? So when we walk humbly with our God, we know we're not better than anybody. And if I'm here, it's because of Him, right? And what I'm doing is what God's doing through me. I'm just an instrument. I'm nothing else more than that, right? So whenever we walk humbly with Him, we start to act more like God. We have more of that love of God shown to us so we can reflect that to one another. And that makes us authentic, That makes us real. That doesn't make us something like, oh yeah, hey, how you doing? Like, it's good to see you. No, it's not. You don't even care about them. Don't fake it. Right? In school, they tell us, fake it till you make it. Don't do that. Not in the Christian life. We can't do that. God knows when it's real, when it's fake. We have to be authentic. We have to be real. That's what God is calling us to be. So, um, that's where I'm going to end today. That's, that's what I have for us today. That's what God gave us. I hope that His word was able to um, Touches.